Hey girls, I love that we can continue our Freedom Series online. And tonight we are in the ninth week of this 12-week series, and I hope you've been following along with us. Maybe you've been following along in the Freedom Book, and that's awesome if you've been doing that. We encourage you to continue doing that, or maybe you have been uh, following along just by listening to the messages online. That is great, and if you've missed any, just know that you can go back and listen to those at any time, or maybe you are joining us tonight for the very first time. That is fantastic. We are so glad you're joining us. And we just want you to know that if you haven't heard any of the other messages in this series, that is absolutely okay. We believe that God is going to speak to each and every one of us tonight through this message. And I'm excited because we're doing something a little bit different tonight, as you can see. Ashley is with me, and we are going to open the Word in a more conversation way tonight. And so we just want to invite you to pull up a chair to join the conversation and just trust that God is going to speak to each of us. In fact, Ashley, would you just start us off by just praying tonight that God truly will speak to each and every one of us? Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies, right there where you're at, will you just join us in prayer before we get into the word? God, we thank you so much for your word. And I thank you, Father, for this unique way that we can gather together and that we can hear your message, Father. And I just pray right now, Lord, that wherever women are finding themselves tonight all across this valley. I pray, God, that your word would speak to their hearts tonight, Father, that your word would go exactly to the places in our lives where it needs to go this evening, Father. I pray that distractions would be silenced, God, that we would just be able to tune into you, to hear your voice, to hear what you want to speak to us tonight, God. We pray that your presence would be with us in such a real way, God. We just love you. We devote this night to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, you know, over the last several weeks, we have been talking about the fact that we can all get blockages in our hearts, things that clog up our pipeline with God, if you will, things that can hinder our relationship with him. That can happen to all of us. But we've been talking about four specific things that can help remove all of those blockages. And three weeks ago, we talked about surrender, that sometimes we have areas in our life that we haven't fully surrendered to God. And when we do, It removes the blockages that have been there. And then we talked about forgiveness because sometimes we carry bitterness and unforgiveness towards people and that can become a hindrance in our relationship with God. So we talked all about forgiveness and and giving all of that to God and letting go of that. And then last week we talked about words and specifically we talked about that there are times when There's been words spoken over us that have brought harm to us and how we can let go of those things so they don't become a a blockage and a hindrance in our heart, in our relationship with God. And then we talked about how careful we need to be with our words so that we're not bringing harm to others, but we're speaking life-giving words to others in our world. 
And tonight, we are going to talk about the living word, the word of God, because it is powerful and it can wash over our hearts and our minds, washing out thoughts in our minds that can become blockages. Sometimes we get mindsets and and things that Uh, ways of thinking that can stand in the way of our relationship with God, but the Word can wash those things out of our lives. Listen with me as we read Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, starting in verse 7 tonight. It says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. If we are meditating on the word, if we are keeping that word on our lips and obeying that word, it's going to cause us to prosper and be successful in all that we do. It's going to remove fear and discouragement from our lives, and it's going to cause us to be strong and courageous. So if it's going to bring that much benefit to us, wouldn't you think that we would all just want to be devouring the word? We should be devouring the word. It is a life-changing gift that has been given to each and every one of us. But so often that gift gets set aside. You know, in this day of online shopping, I do my share of online shopping. And sometimes a package will come and I'm like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Okay, I'll open it when I get time. And sometimes a few days pass and I'm just really busy and I think, okay, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And it's several days before I actually open it. You know, sometimes I think we do that with the Word of God and we let busyness keep us from opening this amazing life-changing gift that God has given to us. And so tonight, we want to start out by just really laying a foundation and reminding ourselves of how incredibly powerful the Word of God is. Sometimes we just take that for granted and we forget the power that's there. So let's just remind ourselves how powerful it is. You know, to start with, we need to remember that the Word is God. I think sometimes we forget that. The Word actually is God. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 say, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2 starts out, He was. Wait a minute. Aren't we talking about the Word? Why is it saying He My point exactly, because the word is God. Listen, it says, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. It's referring to Jesus here. Jesus and the word are one. The word of God, this gift that's been given to us, is 
God in written form to us. And if we want to know him, if we want to spend time with him, if we want to hear him speaking to us, all we have to do is open his word because his word is him. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. You know, another amazing thing about the Word of God is that it's God-breathed. So many people think that because the Bible was written by men, that it's men's thoughts and men's ideas. But that couldn't be further from the truth. In John chapter 6, verse 63, it says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing, and the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And that word spirit is pneuma, and that's a Greek word, and it means the presence of God or the very breath of God. You know, the Bible's not just a collection of stories that you know, men have written, but it's the very breath of God. And when we read it, we're inviting his presence into our lives, into our day, you know. And because the the Bible is the very breath of God, it's also divinely inspired. And I love this verse in Second Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. The word of God outweighs the word of anyone or anything else in our lives. And it really sets the standard for our lives. Absolutely. I love that. And we need to remember that the Word of God is living. It's alive and it's active. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Maybe you read that verse and you think, what does that actually mean? Dividing the soul and the spirit. You know, the Bible tells us that we should live according to the spirit. And sometimes if we're unsure whether we are doing that or not, if we open the word of God, it is going to be crystal clear to us if we are walking and making decisions and doing things according to the spirit or according to our soul and our earthly, human, fleshly nature. It reveals that to us. And then it says that it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. If you've ever wondered, uh, is this uh, way of thinking? Are these attitudes in line with what God would be thinking, how he wants me to think? All you have to do is open the Bible and it will become crystal clear. It reveals these things to us and shows us these things. And It shows us also in um, Isaiah chapter 55 how active it is because the Spirit of God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah and he says, the word will not return void. It will accomplish what I sent it to do. Did you know the word of God is on a mission? It's on a mission to work in and through our lives. It's living, it's active. And then also in Ephesians 5, it tells us that the word cleanses us. It washes us like water. It washes over our hearts and our minds. It renews our thoughts and transforms our mindsets. You know, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of 
our minds. And that happens when we are in the Word of God. You know, maybe today what's happening in the word, the world, all the fear around us has been plaguing your mind. The Bible tells us don't let our minds be conformed to that, but let our minds be transformed. This is a time we especially need to be in the word, letting it wash over our minds. You know, sometimes we have thoughts and mindsets that can become blockages and hindrances in our relationship with God. But we've got to remember that the Word of God will wash those things out of our lives. The Word has the power to transform our thinking, which will transform our lives, our relationships, and our future. May we never, ever take His Word for granted. I love that God wants to reveal the power of his word to us. He doesn't try to hide it from us. And I want us just briefly to talk about two ways that he really does that. There's actually uh, two Greek words used to refer to the word of God. First is logos. And that's referring to the written word, what we have right here in this Bible. And what a gift this is. This is such an amazing gift that we have been given. The Word of God, God in written form to us. When we need to know what to do and have direction, we can open the Word. What a gift. But the other word, the Greek word for the Word of God, is the word rhema. And it's literally talking about revelation or God speaking personally to us. And he does that in different ways. I mean, maybe you've experienced this. I know we have where you'll be reading the word and it's like a verse just jumps off the page at you and you know, this is God speaking to me personally. He does that. And that's why we shouldn't just open the Bible and just skim through and read as fast as we can to cover as many chapters as we can. No, we should open the Bible Bible and pray and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me by your spirit through your word, and he will. And the other thing that he does is he speaks to us in a personal way, in, in that rhema way where it's life to us. But sometimes that happens when we're not reading the Bible, when he's just speaking to us and we hear him speak to our heart. It's not usually an audible voice, but it's usually just that impression on the inside, just that knowing that God's talking to us. I've had it happen numerous times. You probably have too. And sometimes we can wonder, wait a minute, was that God or was that not God? You want to know how we know? We know it's God if it lines up with his word, because God will never contradict his word. So if it lines up with his word, then you can know that that's him speaking to you. I love that God speaks to us personally. I remember one very vivid time in my life when he spoke to me through the word. I was going through the most difficult time of my life, and I was reading in the Psalms, and I remember I was reading Psalm 40, and it was like the first three verses just jumped off the page at me, and I knew God was speaking to me so personally. And as I read, it said that I've heard your cry, 
and I'll lift you up out of that pit and I'll take you out of that miry clay and I'll set your feet upon a rock and put a new song in your heart, a hymn of praise to God that many will see and put their trust in him. And at that moment, I had been crying out to God. I felt like I was living in that pit. And when I read that, I knew God was speaking to me and he was saying, I've heard your cry. You're not going to stay there. I am pulling you out of that place and I am going to bring you through on the other side. And this is going to be a testimony that others will be blessed by. And that, and I knew that it was something God would be glorified by in the end. And I am telling you that that word, it sustained me. It strengthened me. It encouraged me. I knew it was God talking to me personally, and it carried me through. That word carried me and brought me through on the other side. It was so powerful for me. I know you've had examples, things like that in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I can remember very specifically a time about a little over three years ago when just having come home from the hospital with our second child, to count a little bit, with our second child, um, with our son, Waylon. And, you know, there's there's a lot of adjustment that goes on when you bring a new baby home from a hospital. And there's a lot of um, just finding new rhythm and all of that. And I can just remember feeling just very exhausted <laughs> as you are as a new mom, feeling very overwhelmed, um, just, you know, trying to recover from uh, giving birth and uh, dealing with our oldest daughter who was not used to sharing attention and now she was having to learn how to do that. And I can just remember being up one night struggling to feed my new baby and I could just feel the weight of everything. And I didn't just remember being, just feeling so overwhelmed with everything and just completely just beside myself. And, you know, the presence of God came over me in such an incredible way, a way that I never experienced before. And he just spoke straight to my heart, a verse that I've heard so many times, but it just became so real to me. And it's that verse in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, that says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I can remember God whispering that to me. And, you know, here's the thing is that the verse didn't just take away my circumstances and didn't change my situation, but it just gave me power and it gave me strength. And his presence really just came alongside of me and lifted me up. And I can remember in the weeks to come just feeling such an incredible grace from God, a grace as we went about our days, a strength as we learned the new rhythm of, of our new life. And, you know, it just really changed everything. I felt just completely assured and carried by God. And that is the power of the word of God, you know. So let's talk about a few ways that we can activate his power in our lives. One of those ways is that we just need to simply make God, his word, a priority. You know, we make time for things that are important to us. And in the same way that our bodies need food to be fueled, our spirits need the word of God. As we spend time daily in God's word, it will bring us life. Like it empowers us. It gives us fuel for our day. And, you know, for me, I have noticed that um, I'm much better at getting into God's word 
if it's the very first thing I do. If I don't look at my phone first, which is sometimes just such a a natural habit that we wake up in the morning and we reach for our phones. And, you know, we reach to... I, I do this, maybe you do this as well, but I'll reach for my phone and I'll, I'll check the messages, I'll check what the weather is, I'll, you know, respond to messages, or respond to texts, respond to emails, you know, whatever it is. And the thing is, is that once I do that, the word of God, it's not a priority for my day anymore. And so for me, you know, if I get into that habit, of putting his word first, of getting his word in me before anything else gets in me, then that's when I start to experience his goodness and his life. And, you know, sometimes getting into the word is um, a luxury and I can sit on the couch and open my Bible and have that quiet time. But a lot of times for me in this season of life right now, it looks like me well, flipping on the Bible app, but I don't check anything else. Just open up that Bible app and walk away. <laughs> um, and I just allow it to read to me. And while I'm making breakfast or while I'm changing diapers or whatever it is that I find myself doing, but just getting his word into me and inviting his presence into my day, into my heart and into my mind. And when we do that, that's the step that changes our lives. Absolutely. And that's such a great point because I think we've all been there, done that. You know, we're just going to check one thing really quick on the phone or the iPad or whatever. And before you know it, an hour has passed by and you're thinking, uh, what did I get on here for? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we've been there. So that's a great point. Keeping God's word first priority. And then another thing that helps activate the power of God's word in our life is believing what we read, letting our hearts wrap around it. You know, Last week, we talked about the power of the heart and mouth connection. When we believe in our heart, what we're reading, what we're speaking out of God's word in his promises, there is power in that. And it we don't just read God's word and skim past it. When we actually believe what we're reading, power is activated. We need to let faith wrap around the words we read. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. But the Bible also tells us how faith comes and how faith increases. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the more we press into the word, the more we will see our faith increase and the more we'll see our belief and our trust in God grow. And then when we grow in trusting and believing him, You know what happens is our old belief systems, those old thoughts that don't line up with God, they will be washed out of our lives. Yeah. You know, I love all these steps because they're simple steps. And I love that. Reading the Bible and getting into God's word is actually very simple. And another simple step that we can take, and probably one that gets overlooked a good amount, is just to simply meditate on scripture. In Psalm 1 verse 2, it says that the righteous person delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. You know, when we're meditating on the word, we're just being mindful of what we've read. We're taking the time to stop, to listen, to process what we've read. And when we do that, then we're able to walk out what the Bible is actually telling us to do. 
And as we consistently bring the truth of God's word to our minds and to our hearts, we make a way for that rhema, like you were talking about, that revelation to take place. And that puts our faith in motion. So let's talk about a a few different ways that we can meditate on God's word. Yeah. One way that we can do that is by speaking God's word out loud. I know when I was a new believer, I started finding God's promises and just speaking them out loud over my life. And it caused the word to really drop down and take root in my heart. And that was really powerful for me. But you know, that's not something that we should do just as new believers. That's something that we should all be doing at every stage of life. And we need to dig in and find God's promises for what we're facing in each moment and read them over our lives, reminding our soul of what is true. And that will bring such strength to us. And, you know, maybe... Maybe you've had a a struggle in your heart with shame or guilt over things in the past that you've been dealing with. I encourage you to dig into God's word and find his promises and start quoting them over your life. Start quoting Romans 8, 1 over your life. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Maybe you've been feeling overwhelmed or fearful by what's going on in the world around you. Start speaking God's promises. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Speak his promises. It drives those other thoughts out of our life. Maybe you're stressed out having to become a homeschool mom, and you're thinking, I can't do this. Speak the word over yourself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And make it personal when you speak it out. Put your name in. Make it personal. And for those of you who are following along in the Freedom Book, I just want to remind you that in the back of the book, there's a whole section that has God's promises categorized by different uh, circumstances and topics that we face in life. But even if you don't have that book, it's okay online, there are so many books available. God's promises for your every need. There's so many different versions. I encourage you to get one of those. They're such great tools that give us God's promises for so many different situations that we will face. And I just, I love having easy tools like that in our hands that we can use. Yeah, I'm with you. I love like my God's promises books. Whenever I'm needing a promise, I will flip through that thing and I'm like, okay, God, this is your promise. This is what I'm holding on to. And, you know, another thing that we can be doing is just simply think about his word day and night. Deuteronomy 11:18 tells us to talk about the word when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. So let's think about this for a minute. If we're only tuned into God for one hour of our day, then the world around us becomes so much larger and so much louder than God, than his truth, because that's where we're spending the majority of our focus. But when we continuously keep God's word and his truth and his promises, when we continuously think on those things, then that's when his power is activated in our lives. And, you know, I had a little bit of a 
a moment as I was reading in that verse in Deuteronomy, and I thought to myself, like, wow, you know, the way that God wants us to read his word is kind of the same way that my kids view eating snacks. So, you know, when they wake up in the morning, when they go to the bathroom, when they change their clothes, before schoolwork, after playtime, before bedtime, during, you know, all of the things. And so as, as funny as this sounds, I've made a decision that the way that I'm going to keep his word in front of me from now on is I'm going to take post-its. I'm going to write his promises, write his scriptures on those post-its, and I am going to post those things all over my kitchen because that is where I seem to be spending the majority of my time these days. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. And, you know, another way that we can just make meditation so practical is by realizing that it's really more about the frequency. Like I love that illustration of the kids and their snacks. (laughs) Very frequent. It's really more about the frequency than it is the quantity. I think sometimes we get overwhelmed thinking, oh my goodness, I don't have time because if I open my Bible, I have to read 15 chapters. No, you don't. Find a verse. Find a verse that resonates with your heart and start thinking on it, praying over it, asking God to speak to you through it. Put it on those post-its. Put it around the house. Speak it out throughout the day. It can be that simple. And I love the SOAP method, and I love that you're doing that now with the kids. Maybe some people don't know exactly what that is. Would you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the SOAP method of reading your Bible, for some people may be very familiar. For other people, you're like, SOAP, what? What is that? Um, And it's actually something that we just recently started doing with our kids. I mean, literally in the last month, probably. And just a great way for us to connect as a family, but more importantly, a way for us to teach them how to value the Word of God and how to get it into their hearts and into their minds. And so SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and prayer. And um, so we we pick a scripture that we're going to read. Right now we're going through Psalm 139. And the um, observation, um, you know, we say, hey, what do you think about this verse? You know, what are your thoughts around this? The application, uh, how can we apply this to our day? How can this verse help you throughout your day? And then the the prayer, what is it? Yeah, prayer. <laughs> I have to remind myself the prayer. I'm just a simple prayer around the verse, whatever it is that we have read to just pray it over ourselves and over our family. And I love the soap method of reading your Bible because it is very simple and it is very um, flexible for whatever age and stage of life you find yourself up. And the thing about getting into the word of God and getting it in our hearts is that, and you know, meditating on it day and night, there are so many benefits to bringing the word into our hearts and into our lives. You know, when we take time to meditate on God's word, we add so much to our lives. I listened to this verse in in Psalm 119, starting in verse 97. It says, oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. His word gives us wisdom. It leads us. It comforts us. It strengthens us. You know, it's, it's the roadmap for our lives. Yeah. And it's really 
through meditating, that's how we allow God's thoughts to become our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we all want those benefits of meditating on the Word, but we have to remember that those benefits only come when we do meditate on the Word. And that's when we allow the Word to become alive in us, is through meditating on it. And that's why it then produces so much fruit in our lives. Let's look back at one of the verses that we started with tonight, Joshua 1.8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Meditating on God's Word is key. We all want a life that prospers and that is successful in every way. When we start meditating on the Word, we will see that happening in our lives. And, you know, maybe you're watching tonight and maybe you're thinking, oh man, I just have not been in the Word lately at all. Maybe all the craziness of the world today has caused the, the Bible to get put on to a back burner for you. We want you to know tonight that there is absolutely no condemnation whatsoever. That is not what this is about at all. But this is really just a loving reminder to come back to the Word, to remember the power of the Word, to remember, especially in this season, how much we need the Word. The Word of God, it's living, it's powerful. Let's not neglect it. Let's really view our time in the Word as sacred and fight for it and protect it. Find that one verse each day. If that's all it is, it's okay. Find that verse and let it really grow and take root in your heart. Think on it. Speak it over your life. Let it become alive and powerful within you. And then just watch what will happen as a result. We want to pray for you tonight. Can we do that? Would you just join us and just to take a moment, maybe there's some distractions around you in the house. I don't know, but as much as possible, just close those things out. Close your eyes and let's just pray together. Father, I just pray for each and every woman watching right now. And God, we are so grateful for your word. What a privilege that we have your word that we can open at any time. God, thank you. May we never take your word for granted. Father, I pray that a hunger would stir in our hearts, drawing us continually to your word, that we wouldn't be overwhelmed by your word, but you would speak to us just one verse at a time, God, that we'd grab a hold of one verse and allow it to sink down into our hearts and take root. Father, I pray that as we do, that your word will be so alive in us, that your word will transform our minds. Your word will wash away any thoughts or mindsets that are not of you. Father, I pray that your word will transform our lives, transform our relationships, transform our futures. Father, 
Help us to cling to your word and to be women who give that example to our children, to our families, to those around us of the power of your word. And may our lives be a testimony of the power of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us tonight for this teaching in our Freedom Series. But before we go, we've still got a few things we want to share with you because we've got some really exciting things coming up. Ashley's going to share. Yeah, you know, just because we cannot gather in person doesn't mean that we can't stay connected. So we've really been trying to put forth some extra effort to stay connected with you throughout the week through our social media pages. So we just want to let you know what's coming up in the days ahead. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we've got Coffee with Ann, where Pastor Ann's just going to share some encouragement for your week. And then Wednesday, we have a devotion happening live on Facebook and Instagram for you and your kids. So we want to encourage you to join us over there as we get into God's Word with our kiddos. And then on Thursday, we have one of our very own Bridge Women Girls who is just to be giving us some pointers on how to do homeschool now that you all are homeschool mamas. And she is a teacher, and she's just going to give us some amazing wisdom and insight on just how to go about this new rhythm of life. And then on Friday, we just want to encourage you to join us live on Instagram for our Freedom Chats as we go back over what we've learned here in this message. We're just going to take some time to talk about it. So you can join us at 10 a.m. on Instagram for that. And those videos will also be posted to Facebook, so you'll be able to watch them there as well. But You know, we also have our Sunday services. Don't forget, join us for those. Follow us along on our church social media platforms as well as Bridge Women, and you'll stay up to date with everything that's going on. We have an amazing online kids experience for your kiddos on Sundays that I know they will love. So be sure to tune in. And hey, if you have any prayer requests, we want to be praying with you. So we just want to invite you to send those requests through a direct message on any of our social media pages, and we want to be praying with you, all right? So, ladies, thanks so much for joining us. We love you, and we miss you. We hope you have the best week. We love you, girls. Love you.